Black True Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by Black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone, so listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black True Crime. Hello, everyone. Hey, everybody. I'm Kayla. And I'm Kristen. And welcome to Black True Crime. If this is your first time here at the show, welcome, friend. Hi. Come on in. (laughs) Sit down. Enjoy yourself. I am no longer sick. I feel like I've made it out the bando. New whip. (laughs) And a smile on my face. Welcome back. And no cough drops. She felt really bad Period. about that, you guys. Last no, time. don't tell them how I feel, Kayla Claw. Let me say it. <laughs> cough drop in my ear? I don't know how you did it. <laughs> For whoever came through and listened to that entire episode and still gave us a five-star rating <laughs> with me smacking on a cough drop, I applaud you. Mm-hmm. And I am so sorry you have to go through that. If it were me, I would have been like, not this one. Can't yeah. listen to it. Catch you next week. <laughs> But y'all really love so us. Thank so thank you. you. Y'all really yes. love us. <laughs> okay, and before we get started, just one little announcement. Tickets for our the first leg of our tour are finally on sale. Period. And uh, all you have to do is go to blacktrucrime.com and it'll like direct you right to where you need to buy your tickets. Buy them soon, y'all. We're only selling a certain amount. So because we want this to still be like intimate and sexy i'm just kidding um just intimate and cute and a good vibe so only a specific amount of people will be able to come so get on it period and i'll just include the link in the description of this episode too all right now we're ready to get started i'm really excited about this episode so yeah for the first time i know you're excited you've been talking about it Kristen. you don't even know what we're about to talk about bitch okay let's get into it Before researching this case, I never understood the difference between jealousy and envy. I thought the two were kind of just interchangeable, but I quickly learned that they are not. And today we are going to see how the two destroyed the relationship between two sisters leading to a murder. So join us as we discuss Josie and Sandy Merrifield. And thank you to Nisha J for requesting this case. Oh no, not two sisters. Not two Me sisters. You must never part my, <laughs> my kingdada. Ain't no ocean. Ain't, ain't no, no sea. sea. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this episode is about two sisters. I was like, me and Kristen have to do this. And now is a good time. So let's get into it. Period. Let's get into it. Thank you, Nisha. Thank you, Nisha Girl. Josie Merrifield was born on July 23rd, 1981 in Collinsville, Illinois. So we've actually talked about Collinsville before. It was a city that was involved in episode 66, the Latasha Cunningham episode. So go go check that out. And it's located just over the river from St. Louis. So Josie had an older sister named Sandra May Merrifield, and she was born four years earlier. They were a big blended family. Josie and Sandra had the same dad, but... 
they had different moms. Their dad's name was Joe and Josie's mom name was Eileen. And that's who Joe actually ended up marrying. And then the couple had two more children after the girls. A blended family. In 1989, the family was living in a home on Summer Street, and at this time, Eileen and Joe were rarely home. So Sandra had to pick up the slack when it came to caring for her younger sisters. And this went past just, like, babysitting them. She was full-blown raising them. Mm-hmm, that's what it sounds like. Mom and dad aren't home. Big sis. Mm-hmm. Watching the kids, cooking for the kids, cleaning the kids. <laughs> That's Taking exactly what she was doing for the kids. Sounds, like, <laughs> sounds like me and Lady. <laughs> Literally, you're her mom. And Sandra's basically sister mom for her siblings. And she was obviously the older sister. And because of like the added stress and added pressure at such an early age, that kind of caretaker role started to become a part of her. It was shaping her personality mm. at such a young age. This is like when she's maybe like 10. Wow. Yeah, so really young. And how old were responsibility? How old were her sisters? Her sisters were so I don't know how the how old the younger sisters were because I know that the two youngest were daughters, and I don't know if they had more children after that, but I do know that they had you know four girls at least, and I don't know the age difference between them, but I do know that Josie was four years younger than Sandy. Okay. Josie, however, was extremely joyous and jovial. A close family friend said that she seemed like she didn't have a care in the world. And Josie and Sandra were very close. And everyone could tell because they spent so much time together, like it was natural for their bond to, you know, mature and grow. But it wasn't without its difficulties. I believe it. Two sisters. Mm -hmm. It's not always giving. And especially because there wasn't just that sister-sister dynamic. It was a mom sister dynamic so at the same time when her parents weren't home sandra was the disciplinary Mm. so if josie did something wrong sandra was the one to correct her if there are rules to be made sandra was the one enforcing them so for josie she was kind of feeling controlled within the relationship by sandy and i don't know if that was like sandy's intention but it was definitely how josie was feeling yeah, like we feel like our moms control us all the time because they're trying to be protective, even overprotective. Mm-hmm. And Kristen is younger than me, everybody, but she tried to mom me my whole fucking life. Like even to and this now, day, I still be having to check her. And the tables have turned in ways because Kayla think she's somebody mama. I don't, but you, do. you know, I, I do come off sometimes with the tone. I think it's all about the tone. Mm -hmm. Um, because the advice can be great but if I give it a certain way she's gonna think I'm trying to like stun her and you know vice versa so we've had to work on that (laughs) it can definitely yeah we still are it can definitely like cause issues within a relationship so we can understand in this instant and as the two sisters got older the cracks in the foundation really started to show uh oh So despite the parents, Joe and Eileen, barely being home, Joe was still the end-all, be-all for everyone in that household. So basically what he said went and that was it. From what I read, he seemed to be pretty heavy-handed on the disciplinary side. And for most kids, in a situation where one parent is like overly disciplinary, they go to the other parent for like the loving, affection type of, you know, feels. But that wasn't the case for Sandy. So the other kids, the other siblings were Eileen's children and she was more so there for them emotionally, but she kind of shunned Sandy for some reason. Okay, because Sandy was not hers. Right, but it's also like, 
she's literally raising your children while you're not here. Like, the least you could do is be a shoulder for her to cry on, you weird-ass bitch. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Her being someone else's child doesn't make it okay for her to treat her like that, period. Absolutely not. She's a damn kid. Like, you my mama now? Like, where? Yeah. My mama ain't here, so who's going to take care of me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like... It doesn't... Little... Go ahead. I think for some women, it's looking at a child, it's like, oh, my man was with another woman, mm-hmm. so it's really like... And I could never look at the girls like that, because Terrell has two girls, and uh, I'm too secure to <laughs> even be like, oh... He was with another beach. Like, that's just you know, weird. That's like, weird they might me. be looking a little dusty, but that's because they ain't my kids type stuff. You know, and when I got them, I'm going to make sure they look good. And they period. got, you know. On my watch. Lotion on the elbows. Period. So fast forward to 1997. Sandy is 20 years old. She's graduated from Collinsville High School, and she was on her way to being a CNA, which, if you don't know, it's a certified nursing assistant. Period. I didn't end. know. Mm-hmm. And was just on a path to getting up out of her parents' house because she was still living there and finally having a life of her own. She was dating a man named Everett Jackson and the couple seemed to be pretty serious and were even trying to have their first child together. So this is Josie. Hey, Josie girl. She's cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. 16-year-old Josie, on the other hand, was enjoying her youth. She was skipping school sometimes and like sneaking out at night and then sneaking her boyfriend in. So just everything you should be doing at the age of 16. And she still has to sneak around her sister, which probably makes it worse. Definitely makes it worse. But I don't think it was too much worse for Josie because, like I said, she had that personality of not a care in the world. I'm living my life. Things are great. So around this time, Sandy and Everett were really struggling to get pregnant. And this was taking a toll on Sandy emotionally and mentally. Remember how we talked about her identity was kind of formed around her role as caretaker, babysitter, mom type of thing with her siblings. So Mm -hmm. this failure of being able to have a child of her own was just feeling like a cruel coincidence for her. You know, like the biggest punch to the gut. Kristen, and my next sentence is, and to add a gut punch to injury, just a few months into 1998, 16-year-old Josie would find out that she herself was with child. This sounds like a setup. What? What are you saying? It sounds like a setup. Like, it sounds like somebody was plotting the devil. Oh. Or, or ironically, maybe God set that up to test the two sisters' bond. Because this is I... some stuff you would really hate on the next girl. Like, wow, you know, like, I'm struggling having a whole child. And here you go having a child. And you're 16 and you're not even trying. I I can understand the feeling of, damn, why isn't that me? But to let it fester, I think is is not a good sign. Like, I don't think someone, I don't think, like, we always say the thief of joy is comparison. Mm -hmm. So that was definitely happening in this situation. And I just wish it didn't get that far. I wish so too. Like I said, it sounds like a set up. And Sandy wasn't ready for it. No. In November of 1998, Josie's son was born. His name is Jordan. Mm. Being that she was only 17 years old and with little to no experience handling an infant, Josie needed help. So who do you think she turned to? Okay, Sandy, you can be the big aunt. (laughs) She was sister, mom, aunt. And Sandy was there for her. She taught her the ropes and supported her through some of the tough shit that like young moms go through. But all the while, there's jealousy and resentment building up inside Sandy toward Josie. Mm. 
just why? Just why? It wasn't her fault. This is nothing she could have controlled. Yeah, but emotions are emotions. And if you let them run over you or mm-hmm. run you, they yeah. will. Yes, and they are not rational sometimes. Period. So Sandy and Everett had been trying for so long to get pregnant and it wasn't happening. But like, here Josie goes. So she was going through it. And eventually things got to the point that Sandy decided to move out of the family home and into a place for her man. All right. About mm-hmm. time. How old is she at this point? 20? Yeah, she's 20. Mm-hmm. I would have been out. <laughs> well, some some people don't have that luxury, but I'm glad that she eventually was able to get out because you could tell she was around her stressors constantly. So mm-hmm. for her mental health, she had to get away. And I'm glad she put that space, you know, between them at that time. Right. So when Sandy moved out, she was living it up, child. She was partying, going out, finally prioritizing herself and just being a young person. Okay, Sandy. Mm-hmm. And now here Josie is sitting at home with her, you know, younger siblings and her baby no longer able to go out. So and now see, that she was on the other foot. And this is probably the way that it should have gone. And I'm glad for a moment Sandy like let up and wasn't disgusted or <laughs> jealous. And she lived her life a little. Thank I you, think- Sandy. I think Sandy really tried to move forward, even though it was hurting her probably way deeper than she expressed to anyone around her. Mm-hmm. She was trying. Mm-hmm. So we give her that. We'll give you that. Sandy. So Josie, like I said, was starting to feel a little jealous. And on top of that, she had to deal with Monkey Joe and Eileen on her shoulders because they obviously she got pregnant at a super young age. So they just hunkered down on her and really hit her hard with the restrictions. Mm, not Monkey Joe, Kayla. Well, Monkey's on your back. I'm talking about Monkey's on your back. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm. yeah, Mm. Monkey Joe. And and Monkey Joe was actually slapping Josie across the face. Like, abuse was involved. Joe the Monkey, who do you think you are? Yeah, and he was doing it in front of people. So it was really just not a good situation for Sandy or Josie. Okay, and so what happened? So according to a family friend, the family friend actually saw Joe hit Josie. And Mm -hmm. they said it on this show called Twisted Sister. In regards to this case, they said, quote, that family had a lot of secrets. Oh, not Mm -hmm. secrets. So the father of Josie's baby was a subject rarely discussed in the household. And if it was, it it wasn't pretty. Hmm. To this day, the father of her first child has never been publicly identified, and many close to the family speculate that it was actually a member of the family. Mm-mm. Yes. No, so was Josie being sexually abused? Yes. And my next sentence is, which isn't a far-fetched assumption when you take into account that Monkey Joe was sexually abusing Sandy and Josie. Joe the Funky Monkey. Ugh. Keep your hands to yourself. There's. That's why I hate phrasing. I For just the record, got sick. Kayla just spit. I, I did. <laughs> Hypothetically spit on the ground on this I man. Just, I hate men like that. That's why I don't like verbiage of when fathers are like, "Oh, let me give my daughter away to you." You're not giving me to nobody. Like I understand you the sentiment. <laughs> I understand the sentiment, but some men take that type of thing too far. So they really say, okay, my my daughter is mine 
until I give her to another man. And that's just disgusting. Well, I understand your point on that. And men have turned it into that. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be something more endearing. I, I am yeah. not property, so don't refer to me as such. So Josie really wanted a partner, uh, like a father figure for her son. So as she watched to Sandy, who was with Everett, you know, they were in a committed relationship. She was getting even more jealous and envious mm-hmm. and just felt like the knife was being dug even further into her, which... I don't understand. I'm like, this isn't, what do you expect Sandy to do? Not live? I'm just confused. It's like they're both taking turns hating and being jealous of each other. Right. And it seems like maybe within the household that they were put against each other. Or maybe there was like a favoritism that was shown. And, you know, it just seems like resentment came from really, really deep down and built for their entire childhoods up until now. Yeah. So according to her boyfriend around that time, whose name is Chester Marshall, I think I actually have a picture of Chester. Please Hold let on. me see. So this is him when the episode was filmed. Kristen, what do you have to say that he looks like the shirt that he's wearing is cutting off his able- ability to breathe? What are you going to say that he looks like Cedric the Entertainer? What, we, what <laughs> am I going to say? Oh. That he looks law, you know, triangle figure thing from SpongeBob. (laughs) What am I gonna say? What are you gonna say that he looks like Nutty Professor with, uh, you know, no glasses, like no facial hair? I'm just confused. And the thing is, he's not a bad looking guy. No, but at the same time, don't put your hands. Anyway, okay, Chester's not hitting. No, Chester's not hitting her. No, no, no. Chester's a good guy. He looks like a sweet gumdrop. Yes, he, he does. does. Yes, he does. Shout out to you, Chester. Shout out to Chester. But hold on. I was going to say, hold on. Let's Uh-oh. let's wait a minute because I hey, forgot one part. So, bring me down. <laughs> bitch, I forgot. So here we go. <laughs> so Chester, and he's actually the family friend that I was referring to earlier. He said the fact that Josie's parents were so controlling and abusive turned Josie into a very mean person. And that she wasn't the fun, free-spirited Josie anymore. So to tell you guys how they met, Chester and Josie met when Josie came into his place of work asking for a job and he told her to fill out an application. And once she got the job, she got fired in like two weeks because according to him, quote, she couldn't keep her eyes off me. She couldn't stay away from my area. Boy. (laughs) Okay, Grant. Okay, Chester. Somebody gets hotel fire because they got a crush on you? Okay, Chester. And it's a woman? <laughs> a 17-year-old woman, by the way. So that's why I was like, we don't really know if we fuck with Chester yet because we don't know how old he was when they met. Mm-hmm. And in the show, he did say when he first saw her, he was like, yeah, she was pretty, but like I didn't want to go there. I was like, nah, I'm not even going to go there. And then he said he can't help who he falls in love with. So... Mm. And so giving, there's an there age a, difference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Possibly a substantial one. We're looking Which, at you, Chester. I like me an older man, so I'm not too mad about it, but... Was she really coming on to you like you claim? Yeah. That's something I feel like no one's here to really corroborate, but I do think 16 or 17 years old, with a child already, because she does have a child, I think that was just a lot, even if they were close in age. Mm-hmm. So once they did finally get together, Sandy was not a fan of it. 
I just don't get it. I can never. Is it, is it, Kayla, you can never what? Be so combative and jealous and just hateful toward you, you know? Yeah. Like seeing you happy makes me mad. I couldn't imagine being in that type of space. And was it that or was it Sandy like feeling like Chester wasn't the right one for Josie because of their age difference? Was she hating again? I think she was just hating because Josie kind of was the type that not always got the boys, but she was more, she had more luck, let's Mm -hmm. just say, with Sandy. So maybe it was just a weird, once again, jealousy thing. Oh, this is kind of sad. It is very, very, very sad. According to Chester, by this time, quote, Josie and Sandy were like oil and water. He said, for as long as he'd been with Josie, all he witnessed was the bad blood between them and even had to ask Josie about it. And then Josie was just like, oh, Sandy's just jealous of me and the fact that I can have a kid and she can't. Oops. <laughs> you even saying it like that? That's harsh. I'm about to say throat punch. She didn't have yeah. to do it like that. Mm-mm, that's your own blood. So let's talk about Sandy's inability to have children because that's a big factor here. So she would get pregnant. She could get pregnant, but she kept having miscarriages. Yeah. Extremely mm-hmm. painful miscarriages to the point that she was having um, losing babies that she could feel kick in her stomach. That's how mm-hmm. far along her pregnancies were. Oh, so torment. Imagine how much just grief and agony her body's going through, her her emotions are going through. I mean, good God. Like, she can't even enjoy the moment of hearing that she's possibly pregnant. Like, she mm-hmm. has to then dread of what's to come after Eggs. you hear the words, you're pregnant. Exactly. Not to mention the spoken or unspoken pressure she felt to give Everett a child. Because remember, mm-hmm. Everett doesn't have any kids yet. So, you know, she feels that pressure as a woman at the time. So she was feeling stressed from all ends and to her fucking horror and to mine, bitch. I couldn't believe this when I found this out. She Josie pregnant. No, bitch. Josie and Everett were having an affair. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> this is what it is. This is where we're headed. Straight <sighs> to hell. <laughs> Kristen on a slow... Hell or jail, bitch. Hell. I would have been in jail. <laughs> or jail. Sure. Kayla, holy in jail. Yeah. I don't know. Love you, but... Uh-uh. I would have pulled um, a Chicago spread eagle. <laughs> I saw them doing the spread eagle, and I don't even remember killing them. <laughs> I, I would pull Edward's scissor hands and just be spinning <laughs> with two knives in my hand, slicing yes. everything in my way. Oh, At yeah. this point, you're completely disrespecting to the maximum level. How can we come back from this type stuff? I don't. I don't understand what possessed Josie to even do something like that. I feel like there was things that were going on that I wasn't able to find within the research because obviously, you know, they spent years together. I'm sure there's stuff that happened that the public doesn't know, but that is probably one of the worst things you can do to your sister. And I think it's just childish. It's young, but it shows Josie might've had it in for Sandy more than Sandy had it in for Josie. Mm. or Josie has a really like strong way of showing her dislike like she's pitching a fit but you got it with her man like uh, Kayla we don't do that here we just don't do it granted Kristen did date one of my exes (laughs) after me but we got (laughs) past it (laughs) it was a misunderstanding oh my god anyway 
So even her man was noticing that she would spend way more time at Sandy's house than anywhere else. And one day in January of 1999, Josie called her man Chester and told him that she was pregnant. So if it, is it even Chester's baby at this point? Whoa, that was a bit much, but we're going to get to that. So the couple was really excited and were looking forward to having the baby. But one day, Sandy and Everett drove from their home in O'Fallon, Missouri to the family home in Collinsville just to visit, I assume. And Chester said he saw Josie and Sandy standing outside talking for a while. And 20 minutes later, Josie came back in the house and said, I need to talk to you. Hmm. So the couple went outside and Josie basically told him, hey, Sandy wants our baby. Like, she wants me to give her our baby to raise as her own. Okay. Mm -hmm. Was Josie feeling this? Yes, Kristen. Josie was feeling it. Chester was not. He was like, this is our kid. What are you talking about? And Josie felt like, okay, one, she's, what, 18 at this point. She doesn't really have the means to take care of another child. And she knows that Sandy could do it. No problem. So, Mm. you know, it was an easy fix for her. And Chester speculated that Josie was even suggesting this because the baby could have been Everett. Everett. Yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking. <sighs> so fucked. Spoiler alert, the baby is not Everett's. Mm. It is It is Chester's. So. Oh, Chester, thank you for sticking up for your kid then. I don't know if he stuck up for his kid, but... Oh, oh, in that sense? In yeah. that sense. Mm-hmm. But somebody else was sticking up for the kid too, so... <laughs> When Sandy heard this, Sandy was obviously over the moon about it. It was a dream come true, but nothing could happen until monkey father Joe approved it. Mm. And he didn't. He said it was Josie's baby, so she was going to have to keep that baby. And what father says, what monkey Joe says, monkey Joe says. What monkey says, what monkey, monkey goes. What, <laughs> <laughs> what the monkey said, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> whatever says monkey joe monkey goes (laughs) (laughs) and when i tell you sandy went the fuck off good somebody needs to go off on monkey joe well not for the right reasons (laughs) she went off on him because she was like josie's not a good mom y'all know she's not a good mom you know i can take care of the baby better than josie she was cussing at them yelling Kristen. she was doing a lot yeah irate Mm-hmm. She literally said, nah, she gonna give me that baby. Oh, wow. Like, now you're saying it's not an option? Oh, my God. You're taking away the option? Now this is getting serious. This is really covetous. Mm. Like her, it's your sister's baby, and you're like, nah, you're gonna give me that. This is just evil. Not Like, this is totally a different Sandy yeah, this, this is, is different. Stepped what's into, mine is yours. What's yours is right. mine. This has stepped into like homicidal, unwell behavior. Mm-hmm. And Sandy's longing for a baby this long. Yeah. And it seems like she's a little unhinged. Those two mixed together, recipe mm-hmm. for disaster. Mm-hmm. And it scares me because I feel like maybe she's feeling a little insecure, right? She already knows that her man has a wandering eye and that he's at the very least cheating with her sister he could be cheating with more women and she's feeling that pressure to keep him around to give him a baby Mm. so ew like dump that man and your sister and go on about your business yeah because they're really trying to get you locked up Mm -hmm. and this just doesn't end well 
Oh, and really quick, I know I said I was going to keep you guys updated on my 14 days of magic challenge that I'm doing right now with Magic Mind, and it's been going real well. Like, I'm the type of person that I procrastinate to the last minute for everything. And when I took this shot, I can't even hold you, no fold you. I actually wanted to do everything that I was supposed to do. And I don't know if you struggle with that, but if you do, this is the drink for you. It's also been like somehow at the same time helping me feel less stressed. And I'm a worry wart. I've been one forever. So y'all, I recommend it. So far, it's been seven days, but I'm feeling it. So if you want to try this out yourself, go to magicmind.co and use our code BLACK14 for 20% off. Okay, back to the episode. So the bad blood didn't stay afloat for long because shortly after Josie found out she was pregnant, Sandy found out she was too. Okay, Sandy, you got you a baby. Shut up. Literally, go home, stay off your feet for nine months, and Don't nurse this damn pregnancy. For nine months. Right, right. <laughs> so her whole energy switched up, and she focused on her own uterus instead of Josie's. And this brought the sisters closer together. They were pregnant at the same time, so they were just elated to experience it, you know, as sisters. Yeah, like an opportunity to heal. Mm-hmm. But Sandy had concerns that Josie didn't. Because she had so many miscarriages, she had to be extra careful and intentional throughout her pregnancy, which just made her anxious and on edge. Mm -hmm. So, on August 12th, 1999, that's our mother's birthday, shout out to Mama Nikki, Josie gives birth to her second son named Jasper. She called Chester, who I believe was at work at the time, and let him know that they had a boy and the couple was overjoyed Chester this, has a baby boy i thought that was a big baby too big hey big little brown mm-hmm. hey looking at chester mm-hmm. that same day Everett got off work and returned to his o'fallon home you know as usual and when he got there he saw josie's oldest son asleep on the couch so he assumed josie was at their house and when he went into the bedroom he shared with sandy sandy was sitting there on the bed holding a newborn baby She told him that she had some pain earlier that day, went to the doctor, and delivered their kid. And initially, he was like, what the fuck? Like, how? Why didn't you call me? Right. You have a whole child in your home? Mm Mm-hmm. And to explain why Josie's oldest was there, she said Chester and Josie went to the store. So, Everett's like, okay, cool. Easy enough. I'm going to head to the store and get some baby supplies, and I'll be back. But before he went to Walmart, he decided to drop off uh, Jordan at the family home so at joe and eileen's house Mm -hmm. one of their other sisters that was at the house asked where josie was and he told her that sandy said they were at the store so okay cool he heads to walmart buys a bunch of baby supplies like wipes formula all that shit and while that's happening chester pulls up to the family home and josie's parents and sisters are looking at him like what are you doing here without josie where is Josie? And he's like, um, at the hospital? <laughs> like, I don't know where she's at. But they're like, no, she was last seen with you. So at this point, Chester's kind of like freaking out. He's like, oh my God, something is wrong. So whenever it leaves Walmart, he literally runs into Joe and Eileen. I think they were driving and just saw each other. Mm-hmm. So they stopped and they tell him that they were just at his house, knocking on the door, looking for Josie mm-hmm. and Sandy, to be fair. And they could hear footsteps inside, but no one ever came to the door. Mm-mm. Oh, God. The feeling in my stomach if I was there, bitch. This is Sandy? Sandy's the one to do it? 
Right. I thought so, I went backwards. Josie. Mm. So Everett told them how Sandy had delivered her baby, which was news to them because no one else knew about Sandy giving birth other than him. Mm. Mm. So she didn't call nobody, lie. Nope. She didn't tell anybody. And after putting two and two together, they realized something is really wrong. So when Everett gets back to the house and starts talking to Sandy about what happened that day, Sandy changed her story and eventually flat out said that Josie wasn't coming back. Kayla. Mm -hmm. I know. Isn't this crazy? This is so nut show of a story. Of a case. And this is not because this is. This is a true I, story. Right, right, right. I think people think stories are fake. This is this really is one real. true, one heck of a true story. Right. So he got Sandy and the baby in the car and drove straight to the police department. Because he's like, I feel like something's wrong. To me, he was acting like a concerned paramour, a lover. You know, <laughs> like he was concerned for Josie more than just her being his future sister-in-law. Right, because you're driving Sandy straight to the police station, not to right. the parents' house, not to right. hash this thing out. No, straight mm-hmm. to the police station you go. Which I'm glad he did, because once they got there, the two were separated. They were put in separate interrogation rooms, and this is some of what Eric Everett had to say. And this clip is from Twisted Sisters, Season 1, Episode 2. I hope nothing has happened to Josie, because something just isn't right. I go back to the room. And I started questioning her. I told her that, you know, something's not right here. You're questioning Sandy. I'm questioning Sandy. I'm like, something's not right here. Where's Josie? And then when I looked at her, she had like this calm look on her face at first. Then she said that Josie was, Josie was gone. What? happened to Josie that's when she got real scared that's when she got nervous then that's when she got to ask me to sit down that's when I knew something was wrong and it's straight like that there's nothing else that could be said so at the end of the day what happened to Josie yeah where is she it's not giving at all and I'm glad that like I said it was giving you more concerned than a brother-in-law would be but concern is concern and i'm glad he brought this to the right people it's definitely giving serious love triangle triangle <laughs> mm, it's just terrible fuck you everett but also right but also at the same Ugh, time thank, thank you. you for taking her to the jailhouse right sandy however looked one she looked crazy as hell you guys are gonna see it if you're on patreon you will see it and this is some of what she had to say i would never want to have my I really don't know what happened. I don't. I wish I could remember, but I can't. So you may have been able to barely hear that, but she basically said she would never hurt her sister. She can't remember what happened. She really wished she did, but she can't. It's definitely giving diary of a mad black woman. So she claimed, like I said, not to remember anything, but she does remember where she last saw Josie and agreed to take police there. On the ride out, she was saying that she hurt her and she didn't mean to. And police said they noticed that she was very obviously like rocking back and forth nervously. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they included that to point out that maybe she was struggling with mental health or something. But I mean, or that she killed her suspicious. sister. So I'm sure she's I'm like, she killed her sister. So I'm sure she's going to be showing signs of 
stress. Mm -hmm. They pulled up to this kind of deserted area, and Sandy told them that Josie was over there in the creek. Investigators oh, came to us. Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Reel it back. Yeah. So she said what to the people that who's in the creek? She said Josie was over there in the creek. Just like that. Yeah. Like she still has a grudge. She's over there in the creek. <laughs> she was very calm this whole time. Like, I feel like, yeah, she was showing signs of like being anxious or nervous or just wound a little tight but she seemed still calm which is like the most uncomfortable thing about it i think wow so investigators came to a small bridge over the creek that was used often by people that wanted to get rid of like big old junk so mattresses or lawnmowers stuff like that and they would just throw it right over there mm. in the creek bed okay. i just i hate humans <laughs> way to pollute our earth great and when investigators looked down over this bridge, they saw 18-year-old Josie lying face down in about seven inches of water. They said that they could tell she was deceased. She was wearing a dress. She still had her shoes on and even was still wearing her hospital bracelet. Like her sister just threw her right over. Yep. With all that trash. Like Heartless. she was trash. Yeah. Yeah. And I would expect it more if she did it after she found out that her sister and her man were having an affair. Mm -hmm. I would understand that. But she killed her literally the same day that she gave birth to the baby because she wanted the baby for herself. Period. Point blank. That was it. Nothing else other than that. Wow. Which definitely means there's been a mental break. Yeah. She's lost. This isn't it completely. even justified. No. So they arrested Sandy on the spot. Like, right when they found Josie, they arrested her while she was in the car. And Everett broke down back at the police station after finding out. If you guys watch the Twisted Sisters episode, you'll see him. He's, like, bawling. and <laughs> He's just doing a lot. That's why I was like, it's giving a little more I was of a connection. With Josie. <laughs> Ugh, sick. Yeah. Rest in peace, Josie, by the way. Like, you know. She didn't deserve to lose her life. Let's just start there. I know she did some fucked up shit, but being thrown under into a creek bed off a bridge by her sister after she just gave birth is mental. Just way too fucking far. Rest in peace, Josie. Mm -hmm. She could have fucked her man or something, you know, like to get back at her. It just didn't have to turn into this. It's went straight to death. Chester was almost inconsolable. He was still upset and in tears about it, actually, when he was being interviewed on the show. And mm -hmm. that was 20 years after Josie's death. Wow. So this was just really traumatic for, you know, a lot of people. When Sandy was taken back to the police station, she waived her Miranda rights and agreed to talk to police. Mm -hmm. She said after Josie gave birth, Josie, Sandy, Josie's two-year-old, and the newborn baby were on their way back to the family home when they started talking about where Josie planned on living now that she had two kids. Because mm -hmm. I don't think she was going to be able to raise them, like, still in the family home. And Sandy made a comment about Eileen, who is Josie's mother, that may have been the thing that kind of turned the conversation sour. So this is what she said. The argument that you had with Josie was about some comments that were made about Eileen, Eileen being your mother. Your stepmother. Your stepmother. What were the comments? I told her that she needed to get out of that nasty house, that I mean, was it nothing but a lazy, nasty, and I said, <laughs> Dang. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
That's her mama she's talking about, though. That's but, Josie's mama she's talking about. To right, Josie. Right, but to be fair, Eileen probably is and was. Nasty, and, you know, because, like I said, Sandy was doing all the work, all the raising of the kids. And what the hell was like Eileen doing? Any appreciation, like exactly. any acknowledgement, just straight, nothing but hell for it. Yeah, she got ignored. She got abused. You know, so it was just trauma, 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 and it turned into this. The argument got so bad that Sandy allegedly started to feel like she was going to throw up, so she pulled the car over, Mm -hmm. and it just so happened to be, like, right there at the bridge creek area. So Josie got out of the car to see if Sandy was okay, and according to Sandy, the argument continued. And after a little while, Sandy just blacked out. Hmm. Hmm. So basically, Sandy said she lost consciousness, like she blacked out. And when she came to, she had a rock in her hand. Okay, well, you did it. (laughs) Yep, yep. And she then put Josie in the creek while she was unconscious, not dead. So being hit in the head with a rock did not kill Josie. It was actually being put in the water is what killed her. So she drowned. So yeah, she just said. Mm. I couldn't imagine just my, one of my biggest fears is drowning. So being unconscious, not even in seven inches of water, and that's how you died. I just, poor Josie. Lord, help us. Josie. Mm-hmm. Sandy then went back to her house with Josie's kids and just waited forever to come home. Now, Sandy did say she'd been pregnant, and when she talked to Everett after his Walmart trip, she told him something about how the baby had been born, but the umbilical cord was wrapped around its neck, so Mm -hmm. the baby didn't survive. But police weren't really sure if they believed her or not, and considering the possibility that Sandy was completely fucking out of her mind, she could have killed her own baby as well. Mm. So Sandy, when they confronted her about this sandy claimed that around 6 45 that morning her water broke and she started having intense labor pains as they got worse she decided to get in the car and i assume drive herself to the hospital and on the way there she stopped by the horseshoe lake because the pain was so intense she just wanted to get out of the car and try to walk it off okay so i've never been pregnant i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know so while she was out there she delivered the baby And when the baby came out, it was purple with no heartbeat and wasn't breathing. Oh, no. She then claimed that she threw the baby's body into the lake. Uh, Just horrible. I'm like, is all of this real? (laughs) Is this really happening? Tell me if she's lying or not. So investigators went out to Horseshoe Lake to verify her story and there were no signs of a birth happening nearby and a baby was never found in the water. And eventually Sandy admitted that she did make up the fact that she was pregnant. So this kind of makes me feel like she was planning to steal her sister's baby from the jump because she told everybody that she was pregnant very shortly after Josie found out she was pregnant. Kayla, she planned it. This is premeditated is what it's giving. God. So some people felt that Sandy had to be suffering from some type of mental disorder. And when she was evaluated by a psychiatrist, she was found to have been suffering from postpartum psychosis. Wow. I'll tell you what I'll tell you what that is. According to pregnancybirthbaby.org, it is a mental illness that can affect you in the first few weeks after giving birth. 
Your symptoms can appear suddenly where you lose your sense of reality, including hallucinations, delusions, mood swings, and behavior changes. Uh-oh. It could also include... Oh, girl. Being pregnant, like, turns you into an alien. (laughs) Your body just morphs into a totally different animal. But yeah, so so many people who do it so well. So to hear there's a whole illness you can get from it, like a mental break. I believe it. Oh, God. Kids Mm -hmm. are horrible. It could also include moments of memory loss or blackouts. So that could kind of explain why she said, oh, I lost consciousness or I don't remember what happened once I picked up that rock. Mm. But ultimately, the prosecution and the grand jury agreed that... Sandy was in control of herself enough to plan this murder in advance, so she was charged with first-degree murder. Period. Mm-hmm. And that's Sandy. And some handcuffs and some jail garb. Wow, Sandy. And then, you killed your own sister. And in a very shocking turn of events, Sandy chose not to take her case to court. <laughs> I say it's shocking because most of the people we've been covering on the show lately, regardless if they committed it, admitted it, whatever, they're still taking it to trial. Mm-hmm. Because they have no hearts. So she decided not to and pleaded guilty to a lesser charge of second degree murder and was sentenced to 18 years in prison. Wow. 18 years in prison for murdering her sister. And she's going to get out. That's insane. Oh, it g- gets worse. So at the time in Illinois, that meant she would only serve half her time and would get credit for a good time served. So if she was behaving in jail, they would take off time from her sentence. Mm-hmm. And for the murder of her 18-year-old sister, she only served seven years in prison. My I God. I can't fucking believe it. I this woman can it. still be going through mental hotel issues. And she only spent seven years in the clink. Like, who does she come out as? What does she do with herself? Has she changed? Great question. I wasn't able to find really any updates about her. Maybe after this, she just fell off the face of the earth and or changed her name who knows but i do know that monkey joe died in 2014 so you know there's that one less abuser in the world bye monkey joe Mm -hmm. so like i said earlier dna test did prove that jasper was chester's son and not everett's Mm -hmm. but the children so both jordan and jasper jasper were both put into the foster system after josie's death Wow. So, So, Sandy, you done messed everything up. Because now these kids don't even have an opportunity to have a mom at all. No. Josie's gone, and you clearly can't be the mom. And in that clip that we played of her saying, I would never hurt my sister, like I love my sister, when I was hearing her say it, it it seems like she really believes that. Like She really believes that she would never hurt her sister. So I think she was going through such a dark place that she found one way and saw one way to fix it. And that was it. Like, remember, we covered that case before that it was two friends, I think. Yeah, it was two friends. And Mm -hmm. one of the friends killed the other friend to have her baby. Her baby. Mm -hmm. And I think she killed the kids. I think she I think she tried to. Oh, my God. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. But. This is just too much. I mean, it's your own flesh and blood. And I get it. The tumultuous relationship in the beginning didn't help this situation at all. I feel like if they had just a little bit more love for each other. Right. Like this would not have happened. I agree, sister. And I feel like if they had 
where it all starts from better guidance from their parents, you know, but shown better love and shown how to actually love each other from their parents, this wouldn't have gotten this bad. I agree. So it's just sad. Nisha girl, thank you for requesting this case. What did you guys think about it? Um, I was really shocked. I was shocked that a sister relationship could get so toxic and they could really hate each other like they never fucking knew each other. And it's not to say they even expressed that or it got to the point that it was that evident, but it was bad enough for somebody to lose their life. A whole a whole life in the baby's arm, nobody. Or I hope no. the baby's um I hope the baby's found a good family at least. But you know the so, foster care system. It's so not Chester's, given. So Chester said he's trying to build a relationship with his son. Um, but I don't know how that's going. But I was able to see that Jasper is on Instagram. He is doing well, okay, living Jasper. his life. He's grown. I think he's like twenty three now. So okay, Jasper. You know, we hope Jordan and Jasper are thriving in life. Mm-hmm. and i don't know how we feel about sandy i think seven years is way too fucking short i think she should have been in jail for a lot longer than that but. i think she needs mental help and i hope yes. that she got some and that she still gets it yes it's pregnancy hormones and the chemical imbalances that happen to your brain are so real so please take care of your health and yeah and love mm-hmm. And yeah. love. Just love people. And if Choose you don't love. love them, stay the fuck away from them. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't let them get you to this place, please. So once again, thank you guys so much for being here in this episode. We are going on tour in April. All the dates for this first leg are out there. Like I said, the tickets are available at blacktruecrime.com. Check it out. The link will be in the description. And we're really excited. Who do we think we are going on tour? <laughs> people that love our people we love you guys we hope want to see, see them there. in person mm-hmm. yes okay so before we go be safe protect your peace and protect your space so we don't have to cover your case friend period bye bye thanks so much for listening to the show you can stream all of our episodes on amazon music spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts and if you enjoy the show please leave us a five-star rating on spotify apple Podcasts, and even facebook it's the best way to help the show grow and it's completely free for bonus content you can find us on patreon and for more information about the show you can visit blacktruecrime.com see you next time